This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Among the 27 essays and 47 life essays, there's a mitzvah of shikha. Shikha means as follows. As we see in Perachov Dalla Posigates, he seeks her kitsircha bisodecha. When you reap your harvest in your field, Veshachta Imer Basada, and you forget a bundle in your field, don't go back to take it. Rather, la ger la yasim velamana yia. It should be for the ger the yasim and almana. Why? Yia lamani yivrecha Hashem alakecha b'chol masay yedecha. And you'll get rewarded by Hashem. What does this mean? You're gathering all the grain of your field, and you leave a bundle in the field. You come home and you remember you left a bundle there. Don't go get this bundle. Leave it there and let the poor people take it. Rashi tells us an amazing thing. Even though this is com- this mitzvah is coming to you without kavanah, that for sure, when you do a mitzvah on purpose with kavanah, you will get reward for it. And not only that, now you can say, let's say a person has some money fall from him, and he doesn't realize it, and if Poor person finds it. Then his parnei's body supports himself with it. He will be blessed from it. Rashi is telling us an amazing thing. That this mitzvah that you did, you didn't even do it on purpose. In fact, you didn't want to do it. You would much rather have this bundle in your house. And yet you forgot it there. Leave it there and let the poor person come and take it. But when the poor person comes and takes it, you will get rewarded for it. Similarly, if you're walking down the street and some money falls out and you don't even realize that the money fell out and somebody came and found it and used it for themselves, a poor person, you will get rewarded for that. How much more so, says Rashi Kavachimer, that if you do mitzvah on purpose, you will get rewarded for it. Now many of the wonder about this. Indeed, why should I get schar for this? I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't even want to do it. I would rather it didn't happen. I'd rather the money still be in my pocket. And yet, why do I get rewarded for it? So the Prima Gadim, in his introduction to the Shulchan Aruch in Simon Dalit Sivches, he says as follows. The Gemara tells us in Kedush Lama Tesla and Beis, Schar Mitzvah Bahay Alma Oleka. There's no reward for the mitzvahs in this world. We get our reward in the next world. Now if you have to ask, why is it that we don't get rewarded in this world? I think most people would say, because the reward for mitzvah is so great, and this world is too small to accept such great reward, and therefore we get the reward of the next world. But the Prima Gaudim gives a different reason. The Prima Gaudim says as follows. The Gemara Kedushan tells us that if a person has charata, if he did a mitzvah, then he loses that mitzvah. For example, a person daven extra, or he daven very hard, and later on he regrets all that effort. Or a person shook lulavanesri, and a year later he regrets it, he loses that mitzvah. You have karat on the mitzvah, you lose the mitzvah. Explains the prima gadim, that only applies if it's a mitzvah bin adam lamakan. However, a mitzvah bin adam lachaveira, if you have karat on it, you still have that mitzvah. For example, somebody needs money, someone needs tzedakah, and you give him tzedakah, and later on you regret giving him that money. I'd rather have that money now. You still keep the mitzvah. Why? Because the person still gained from it. He gained from it. He has the money still. He was able to use it. 
if somebody uh, needs a listening ear, and you listen to the person talk for two hours, and the person feels great, you really, really helped them. And then a little while later, you're short on time, you say, oh, I shouldn't have spoken to him, I wasted my time. It doesn't matter, you still get the mitzvah, because you still help that person. It explains the prima godim. If we would get rewarded in this world for mitzvahs, and later on we would have karat, and we would be upset that we did the mitzvah, we already got the reward, that wouldn't work out well. And therefore Shem says, I'll reward you in the next world, when you cannot have karat anymore. But that does not apply to mitzvahs ben adam l'chaverai. And therefore Shem says, ben mitzvahs ben adam l'chaverai, I can give you reward in this world as well. Because no matter what happens, even if you have karat on it, the mitzvah is still there because the person benefited from it. And that is what the Torah is telling us over here. You dropped your bundle. You didn't even know you dropped your bundle. You're going to get a reward for doing it, which is an amazing thing we're learning from here. Look how great the reward is for doing a mitzvah without intention, how great a mitzvah could be for doing it with intention. There was a person named Rav Meishele Derzinger, Rav Meishele Kraus, and he survived the Holocaust. And he said over a story he heard from his grandmother. Rav Meishele Kraus, Meishele Derzinger, his grandfather was the Kirstir Rebbe, Rav Meishele Steiner. His grandfather died when he was just two months old. He only met his grandfather once. He was, he was a two-month-old baby. Obviously, he doesn't remember him. But his grandfather held him and gave him brachas. And he said over from his grandmother the following story. His grandmother told him that by her wedding, she was sitting in one room for the Kabbalah's Panam, and the, the, the Hassan, the Kirstir Rebbe, was sitting in the other room for the Kabbalah's Panam. And they came over to the to the Rebbe, the Kirstir Rebbe, and they said, okay, we're, we're ready to go to the Chuppah now. He said, okay, very good. He gets up, he says, but I have to speak to the Kala first. What? You have to speak to the Kala first? That, that's unheard of. You're getting married right now. No, I need to speak to the Kala first. Okay, they weren't going to argue with him. He walks over to the door. There was a, two separate rooms in Kabbalah's Panam. He opens up the door, and he motions his Kala to please come. Okay, she doesn't know. She gets up, she walks over to him, and he says, Kala, before we go to the Chuppah, I have a story to tell you. Could you listen to the story now? She says, of course, sure, I'll listen to the story. He says, a little while ago, I took a spazir in Himmel. I took a walk in heaven. I'm not sure what that means, but he took a walk in the heavens. He says, I wanted to see how the malachim, how they do what they do in heaven. And I was very, very happy to see. I saw the malachim were very quick to listen and to fulfill the instructions of Hashem. When all of a sudden I heard noise, I heard a big commotion, make place, make place. This is so-and-so is coming, Rav, so-and-so is coming. And sure enough, a well-known Rav, a tzaddik, he died, and he was coming up to Shemayim. And like all people, they have to come to the Din V'cheshman. So he comes there, and this Malachim starts to come and say the mitzvahs that he did, and this Malachim comes and says, he did this Avera, and the scales start to pile up. There were very few Averas on there, of course, you know, people do Averas, there are very few Averas, and his mitzvahs start to pile up, then a few more Averas, and then all of a sudden they started to come and put a swarm on the scale. And it started to weigh down. The mitzvah side started to weigh down a lot. Safer after safer. These are the swarm that he wrote. These are the swarm that he taught. He gave shurim. The row was very, very happy. All of a sudden, they're about to say, he goes straight to Ganadin. When Amal comes and says, what's going on? This is the oil Ma'emes. We have to be honest over here. Yes, it's true the Rav learned those swarm. And it's true the Rav gave shurim and he wrote those swarm. However, let's be honest. 
The Rav also got a lot of pleasure from the covet that he got, from the fame that he got. When he wrote this forum, he got this covet, and when he gave this shurim, he became famous and well-known. So he didn't do it so the shame Shemayim. I'll tell you what it's worth. And the Malach went, he took a deep breath, and he blew, and all the swarm floated away, like feathers. And what happened was, the Averside weighed it down, and they turned, they said, okay, you're going to have to go to some Gehenna before you go to Ganeidim. And as they're about to lead him away, again they say, make place, make place, someone else is coming for the entire. And who's this person? A farmer. The farmer comes, he just witnessed what happened to this big rough. He said, Oyvei, what's going to happen to me? And he comes there, and they start start to put a few mitzvahs on the scale. Unfortunately, there are many more Averis than mitzvahs. And before they give a psaq for him, someone says, what's going on? It's the Elam Amas. We have to take everything into consideration. This farmer had a farm, and he lived in the middle of nowhere. He lived along a route between two different cities, and three different cities people would pass. And he decided one day to build a little house. He made a bunch of rooms over there, and he had beds. People would come, he would give them to eat. People would place to sleep, to wash up and sleep, and rejuvenate themselves. And the next day when they would leave, he would give them bread. He would give them bread for the way. And now they started to go and take all this bread and to put it on the scale. And they said, oh, look at this. And all of a sudden, the Mitzvah went down. They said, oh, you get to go to Ganadim. And they start to lead him away. This other Rav sees this. He says, I don't understand what's going on. You said, Stylem Amos. I live my life with Tyre, and you're so exact. And th- this person, I mean, he, he... So he said, what don't you understand? He says, you have to realize, when you did your mitzvahs, you had, you, you know, you had some uh, some covet from it, and therefore, it's not worth all that much. However, this person, he gave bread. Now, even if you would say he did it to become famous, which he didn't, but even if you would say he did that, at the end of the day, the people's stomach were full. The people were rejuvenated. Mechai is such a great mitzvah. And therefore, you can't take that away, and he goes straight to Ganadim. And the Kirstir Rebbe looked at his wife, looked at his, his colleagues about to marry, and says, Gedenk, in the host Davzan bright, there has to be bread in the house, so we can be Mechaizan and Aliyid. We can help somebody else. Because they can't slug up, they can't ask us, the bread wasn't done properly. You do a mitzvah to somebody else. It's a mitzvah in Adam Lechaveri. And you help somebody else, no matter what, that doesn't go away. We're getting closer to Rosh Hashanah. We're all looking things to bring with us to Rosh Hashanah. Mitzvahs bin Adam Lechaveri cannot be taken away from us. And keep that in mind. We'll have a wonderful Rosh Hashanah. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.